Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's show, I have Alexis Galbasek. Alexis and I went to Mercier's together, and then uh, she's originally from Cleveland and moved out to, out west to California, currently living in San Diego, been doing a lot of different things, so I've wanted to have her on. So, Alexis, how are we doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How's, I'm uh, good. How's Kelly treating you? Um, as good as you'd expect it to be. It was 75 and sunny today, so pretty perfect, I'd say. Fuck. Well, I mean, I can't complain because that's what Buffalo is like this time of year anyways. Well, yeah, um, it's June. So what's, uh, what's, what's new with you? Still working? Doing your thing? Yeah, the world is kind of opening up again. Tomorrow, no masks anymore for the first time in over a year. So that's about to be real ridiculous real fast. Um, but I'm doing well. You know, I got a good job now out here on the West Coast, meeting new friends and experiencing something new every single day. What are you uh, What are you doing for work right now? So I am a territory manager. I'm in sales for Moen. It's like the faucet company. Um, and I started in inside sales back in Cleveland because that's where the corporate office is. And I moved out here in March 2020. And yeah, I've been doing that ever since. What uh? What led you into getting into sales? Because wasn't didn't you major in hospitality to start? Yeah, so originally I went to school for hospitality, but only because it sounded kind of fun and something I thought I'd be good at because of, you know, being in events sound like a good thing to do and fun for the most part and get creative with it. But I realized as soon as I graduated and when I went into a nonprofit for events that it was not for me and sales kind of just opened the door and I walked right in and here I are. How do you like it so far? I love sales. If I could suggest anyone getting into sales, it's, I would because there's so many fun people you can meet, so many opportunities everywhere. You can travel a lot too, which is really fun. Well, okay. Well, traveling we'll get into. So we'll run in the back. What, um, you're originally from Cleveland. So going to Mercyhurst wasn't too far from you. It was probably about the same distance as it was for me coming from Buffalo, just the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. What um, I consider that going away to school. Like, what led you to yeah. go- going away to school versus staying home and staying home in Cleveland? Well, when I was a senior in high school, I didn't really know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Everyone from my school was going to Kent State, Ohio Un- University, or OSU, and I just I wanted somewhere different. I originally wanted to go to school in California because it's always kind of been my dream to be out here. But then a friend of mine, uh, she went to visit Edinburgh and we stopped by Mercier's because it was close. And I kind of fell in love with the campus and the rest is history. And then what was your experience like? Did you like it? Because I feel like because everyone has different experiences. But at the end of the day, I feel like everyone says that it was one of the greatest times of their life. So is that how it was for you? So the, that was the best four years of my entire life. Let's I mean, go. I, I met some of the greatest people I've ever known at Mercyhurst and my time there flew by, but every single year there was, it was just so much fun. I couldn't have picked a better school, even though it was so small, everyone knew everyone, but that was kind of the fun of it a lot of the time. And I've made some really good friends that have been friends to this day because of it. What, um, what are some things when you got to, well, I don't want to say Mercyhurst because 
that's a complete conversation for a different day. But <laughs> college, college overall, like when you first got to college, like what are some things that you were expecting? And by going into college that kind of didn't happen. And then what are some things that like caught you by surprise? Well, I guess the freedom of college was you know something I was expecting. I mean, you go from your whole life living at home and being under one roof and all these rules to basically living on your own with kind of no rules, regardless of what the school has given you. Um, so that was new to me. I mean, and Mercyhurst, all there is to do is kind of party. So it was really fun to meet people and socialize that way. Um, caught me by surprise? I honestly wouldn't say too much. It was pretty much exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how long did you always know that you were going to leave, leave Cleveland? Like, was that part of your plan while you were at Mercyhurst? Or were you kind of just like, um, I'll figure it out as I go and all depends like where I can get a job? I never knew exactly where I wanted to be. California always caught my eye. I mean, my brother lives in San Francisco, so it was always appealing to me. Um, I always knew that I wouldn't stay in Cleveland. It's just as great of a city as it is. It's just too small. And, you know, it's just like Mercyhurst, everyone knowing everyone. That's kind of how Cleveland is, too. So I knew there was something more meant for me. Did Was it specifically like the West that did it only appeal to you because your brother was out there or did you want to be in warm weather? Like how exactly did you like did you land on San Diego? Well, when I visited San Francisco for the first time, I realized everyone here is like unapologetically themselves. Everyone is so artistic. No one judges one another. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty creative person myself. I love photography and everything around here is like a Kodak moment. I swear it's just beautiful and it's hard not to wake up happy here. It's not like that in Cleveland. Why? Because of the weather? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I mean, it, it's gray like 80% of the year. <laughs> Would you say you suffer from the seasonal depression then? Uh, I didn't realize it as much until I went back home to visit during Christmas this past year. I was there for about a month and I couldn't wait to get back to the West Coast. I needed sunshine in my life and the ocean and beautiful sunsets. It's the people are just happier here too. Yeah, don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, I, if I could suggest or, you know, encourage anyone to move to the West Coast, I absolutely would. But it's not for everyone, too. No, 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 it's not. I mean, for, I mean, I know you you live, you live there now, so you could talk to it for, but like, if anyone's listening that doesn't know, like how, what are the major differences to you living out West than being out East? Because I think it's a completely different world. And I don't think it's similar in any aspect. It's really not. I mean, I've, obviously, it's more expensive to live out here, but you get paid a little bit more or quite a bit more, depending uh -huh. on what you do. Um, but it really is just like what you see in the movies about California. It's 100% true. You know, I see people walking down the streets and with their surfboards and rollerblading everywhere. People are dressed to the nine all the time. Like they stepped out of a magazine. It, it's just there's always something to do. You know, there's always movies on rooftops and rooftop pools and pool parties and artistic kind of gatherings everywhere in the park every single day. Uh, it's just a great place to live. Sometimes it doesn't feel real. When um, I came up, what was that, 2019? Yeah, no, it was 2019. So when I came up to Cleveland to visit you and a couple others, and we were going to the Bills 
Bills Browns game, which fuck the Browns, you guys snuck out a, a ready <laughs> SW. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're laughing because you know it's true. But um, you were before that, like like that week um, that I was coming up, we were talking a little bit more than usual just because uh, we were trying to figure out what the plans were and stuff like that. Um, and when I was at your place before we went out, when I first got there, you mentioned to me that you were strongly considering it going out to California that you had this job opportunity, but you weren't a hundred percent sure, even though everything in you was like pushing you towards making the decision to say yes. What, like, what was it just because like you had to make a decision quickly or like, what exactly was it that was like kind of hindering you? Well, I don't want to say hindering you because you ultimately made the decision and you went, but like, what were like some of the initial like things that had you second guessing whether or not you should do it? Well, I was initially a little intimidated by the position that was being offered to me. I had only been in inside sales a year, and with Moen being a Fortune 500 company, it's kind of a big deal to go out in the field and represent them as a territory manager. And there's only so many throughout the country, so it was. I didn't know if I was ready for the job. You know, I didn't know if I was prepared. Uh, my team, because I I was an inside sales representative for the Pac South. That's the name of my team here in Southern California, and they uh -huh. kind of recruited me. Um, and they encouraged me. They thought I was ready for it. But at the same time, it was also a little hard leaving family or considering leaving my family and my boyfriend. And um, ultimately ended up being one of the best decisions I've ever made. But I wasn't really nervous. I was just kind of hesitant, I guess. How did uh, how did he take it when you brought it and told him? Was he all for it? Uh, he was happy for me. I mean, he's always encouraged me to be the best person I absolutely can be. But at the same time, long distance is kind of scary. And we had just pretty much started dating. So we didn't know what the future held for us. And, you know, going out there to California and from California or from Cleveland, it's I can see why he would have been a little nervous. Um, but we've made it work. Honestly, we see each other pretty often. And it's been a blast so far. Is he moving out there or what's, what's the deal with that? So he's a fireman in Cleveland right now. And it's not so easy to just pick up and move like it would be if you were in sales. Um, so he's been applying for jobs out here, but you got to go through a whole process, you know, take a test, take an interview or get an interview. It's just a whole, whole, whole thing. So he's trying, he's working on it, but for now it's just long distance. Does he uh does he work with Stipe, the former heavyweight champ of the UFC? He's a fire. <laughs> he actually has a picture with him. I guess they uh I guess he visited one time and um yeah, apparently he's a cool guy. He <laughs> <laughs> barely speak words, but you know. Well, yeah, I mean been um, in that a couple times. I think he's actually uh what is it, Euclid? Is that isn't that where Lenny is? Euclid? Um, I don't know if he's in Euclid. I think he's in Oh, I don't even remember the name. Some something weird around there. Oh, because his last uh, his last fight, which was the fight that Ngannou knocked him out, um, when he was coming out to the octagon and said that he was from Euclid, Ohio. He might be from Euclid, but I think he's a fireman in a different different part of town. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, no, so what? So like specifically, like what? Um, obviously you said it's different like people are more artsy people are more so themselves and people are a little bit happier and stuff like that but like as a lifestyle overall like how is it compared to the east well when i compare it to cleveland um i mean the water isn't five minutes away and when you want to go just relax at the beach that's just not 
the uh, an option for everybody. Um, I You're guess, talking about in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess in the East Coast in general, I mean, to get to the water, you have to drive far, travel far. You don't get that same vacation feel. But here, you can just go to the beach anytime you want. Um, there's just, there's so many artistic avenues everywhere you know monuments there the mountains aren't far so if you like skiing or snowboarding that's a couple hours away you know so everything you want you have all the options um when you first moved out there was it tough to make friends at first or did you like how i mean because the pandemic hit hard last year and you had only been out there for a couple months prior to um, not even honestly so i moved here march 9th and California shut the doors to all businesses and everything March 17th. So mm-hmm. I moved here. I didn't even have any furniture yet and was stuck in my apartment and a little nervous at first. I was like, how is this going to be? Um, and then it got worse where obviously we weren't even allowed to socialize outside of you know the grocery store for a while. But uh, fortunately, I saw someone I knew. Uh, he posted on Instagram that he was by Sunset Cliffs, which is like a gorgeous spot in San Diego. And he had just moved here as well with his brother. And then he knew friends and he introduced me to them. And then they knew friends and introduced me to them. And all of a sudden, you know, I've met all these great new people and created a pretty solid friend group so far, actually. Have you... Um... I just lost my train of thought. Um, so since being out there, have you learned anything about yourself that you don't think if you never would have made the jump and moved out there, you never would have learned, even though that kind of sounds, I, even, I don't know if I worded that right, rightly. Um, I don't even know well, if rightly is a word. <laughs> I can't even speak right now. <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you're saying. Um, well, moving out here alone with knowing no one out here alone was, kind of scary. I I knew that I was going to be forced to learn a little bit about myself and if I was able to handle it being independent. But then when the pandemic hit, I definitely learned a lot about myself. And I learned that I'm I'm pretty comfortable being alone. Uh, You know, I can make my I'm, I'm happy doing things without, you know, my friends around or my family around. And I guess I've learned to be uh, okay with that too. Um, but I've grown a lot as a person. Um, I feel like my 25th year was kind of taken away from me. But now being 26, I, I realize I'm maturing in, so, in like a professional way, in a social way. You know, I don't need the same lifestyle that I had back home. Um, and I'm, I have different goals now. Did that only and did that only come about because of California, or do you think you eventually would have got to that point with yourself? As you... I think I eventually would have, but California definitely helped. Um, are you more comfortable now with doing things that are kind of outside your comfort zone? Because moving across the country when you don't know anyone is a massive jump. Even no matter how much you try to downplay it or try to make it seem like that's just who you are. Yeah, it was um, it was a pretty huge jump. <laughs> But I think I always knew, and all the people that I grew up with, they always like, heard me daydreaming about California and how someday I'd live there. And they always probably thought that, you know, everyone says that they want to move to California, but I actually did it. Um, but I think I eventually would have learned that about myself, too. I, I've always been kind of in control of my my feelings and my ideas and my goals. So I think regardless of my situation, uh geographically i'm i think i would have got there 
Um, one thing that I've shared with you, just because we've had a lot of private conversations, was I've always felt that the more I travel and the more that I like put myself in like uncomfortable positions or like expose myself to, I would say like something I'm not used to, it opens my mind up more and like changes my perspective on it. So like, um, like when I first went to Spain, like I had absolutely no like desire to, or like love to travel. Like it was something my mom made me do just cause in high school, it was like a program they offered for basically kids that had good grades in Spanish and a letter came home about it. And she was just like, you should do this. Like this would be really fun, even though I was against it. And ever since then, like, that's like sparked my curiosity for like traveling, meeting new people, doing new things. Um, since moving out to California and you're meeting people that aren't like your friends back home or meeting people that aren't like your family members and stuff like that. Have you come across, have you like found yourself in a situation like that? Like where it's just like, holy shit, like the world's bigger than I thought it would be. And it like makes you more like energized to become involved with different things or like, no, not at all. No, absolutely. Um, One of the first things I noticed when being introduced to other people out here is that it's kind of important to adapt to the energy in the room a lot of the time. Um, You know, sometimes it's okay to sit back and listen and not be the center of attention and to listen to people and their story. Because everyone, especially in California and especially San Diego, like nobody's really from here. Everyone's from all over. So I've met people from Boston, from Jersey, from New York, from Arizona, from LA, like all over the place. And they've all had all these different experiences and upbringings. And it's so nice to learn about them. And because I've learned about them like that, I feel like I've kind of evolved as well. What, uh, now that you bring up Boston, have you had any, uh, <laughs> like when you came, you came, uh, for Patty's day, what, mm-hmm. have you had an experience like that on Kelly yet? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so my friend group here, um, well, I've got a few different friend groups. Some aren't crazy partiers and some are, um, but the, the friend group that I've met here, they, they love to go out. They've introduced me to a lot of different clubs here and, um, they're pretty wild, like um, I would say Boston wild. So yeah, we won't get I, too much into that. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> I knew, I knew you, I knew you fucking were gonna miss your flight too. Yeah, I the know. second that we were at, I forget what bar we were at in downtown, but the second that you said that uh, you had to be up by like five, six a.m. and it was already like one in the morning. I no, I like, think I, you turned off our alarm. I okay, there we go. Now we're playing the blame game. <laughs> That's one hundred percent what happened. <laughs> I think your alarm was going off, and you guys didn't wake up, even with me like nudging you and being like, "Yo," so I was just like, "Fuck it, I don't want to listen to this anymore." So technically, Gosh. I did. I did turn your alarm off, but at the same time, like you weren't waking up to it. Like you were like a dead body on the couch. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that we got to the airport, we missed it by like probably fifteen <laughs> minutes, and then we came back. We were dead to the world, and then had to fly to Fort Lauderdale just to go back to Ohio from Boston. That was the one of the hardest days of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking funny. Uh, so um, back to back to your work. So you're a territory sales manager, right? So mm-hmm. what exactly, like, what exactly are you doing for work? So I- my um, my territory covers from San Clemente down to the border, pretty much. And what mm-hmm. I do is. I work with architects and designers and wholesalers and plumbers um, 
to get Moen product on their spec. So say a 200 unit apartment building is going up in the center of downtown. I'm going up against Delta and Kohler and all of my competitors to try and get a Moen faucet in each one of those apartments or a shower head in the shower. Um, it's really interesting, actually. It's a very interesting line of work. You didn't really, you don't really realize how essential faucets are in everything you do. You know, water in general. Well, yeah. I mean, well, do you? So, do you? Who are like? Are you in direct contact with um, the people that are buying from you? Or are you just pretty much like um, the first part of the sales process, where you're just like? building the engagement and then someone takes it from there or are you like part of the entire sales process or like how specific so um moen kind of sells itself so when i walk into a distributor i mean a moen versus delta i mean there's only so many manufacturers um there isn't much i have to do other than you know introduce myself and kind of put out numbers so when i come across a, a lead a new business lead um say like antonio Ho- hotel that are going up downtown and I'm going up against <laughs> Delta or Kohler. I um I put together a quote, and you know, with the units, the quantities, the the dollar amounts, all that fun stuff. And I send it into Inside Sales, which is my old position. They write up a quote, they send it back to me. I present it to the wholesalers. They present it to the designers, architects, all those fun people, and the best man wins, or woman. <laughs> or a woman um do you you said you said you love sales so like what do you, like what exactly do you like love about it per se because with um doing real estate sales i like which it, it'll be based on what you say it leads me to the next thing i have for you i just like how um you basically are using your personality mixed mm-hmm. with what the company needs to get across to get the deal done and usually um the how depending the specific like field and specific like numbers per se it's uh usually like how well you could build a relationship with that person which obviously like there's certain things you can and can't teach in sales so like Mm -hmm. um how you feel about that well i think like again i said moen kind of sells itself so it Mm -hmm. really depends on the rep and so i'd say networking is the biggest thing about sales and i and anyone who knew me like back in school and things like that i'm a pretty social person and to use that to my advantage in my line of work has really helped me and helped my career because, I mean, so three nights ago, we had some corporate leaders come into San Diego from Cleveland, and I went to a builder networking event on a rooftop until from 930 to 12 o'clock in the morning and um, just drank and introduced ourselves to all these CEOs and all these fun people. You know, you exchange business cards, you laugh, you get to know one about if, you get to know like each other. And then my favorite part about sales though, is definitely like the events and stuff like uh, this Friday, I get to go to the U S open with Moen. Like there's so many cool events and like in a couple months I get to go to Cabo and that's my favorite part because again, like being social has, you know, worked in my advantage in sales. Do you like, cause I always, I haven't had the chance to ask you this, but, um, do you think that I don't even know per se, like how they exactly would teach it, but like with college, like, do you think that they should be having um, more classes or more curriculum that helps kids with sales? Or do you think it should be like a basic like thing that we learn about? Um, 
because I, me personally, from working in sales, like I don't understand why they would not have that as part of like a, like a business, like a pre, like an undergrad uh, business course or like an undergrad finance course, just because like the, the, I mean, it's, it's essentially like persuasion. It's like a fancy way of persuading someone to get into some, to buy something from you or do a deal with you, or even in like my, my line of work for like real estate, it's, you're not selling a product per se, you're like selling emotion and selling mm-hmm. energy. So like, what is your opinion on that before we get into like the whole school aspect of things? Well, I guess school kind of does, you know, you have your business one-on-one classes and they teach you the basics. Um, but I think once you learn all that and you find a concentration, that's when it's on you to do your research on, you know, the trends in the marketplace, things of that nature and apply your personality to that. Um, I guess, I mean, there's, I, I don't know if they can really teach you to use your personality in your work. Um, and it all, it all is pretty simple in the grand scheme of things, but, um, that's definitely the key to success. I 100% agree with that. I mean, networking, like who, you know, and the way that you present yourself has everything to do with success, especially in sales. To, um, what are some things that like, since you've been doing this and like, um, as a job so far, so, so far, like building your career and stuff, like, is there anything that you've come across where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I wish I would have learned that in school that would have helped me better with what I'm doing. Or is there like nothing that of that sort just yet? Uh, I guess more of like the analytical portion is something that I'm working on. Um, I wish I was a little bit more data driven in, in that respect. Um, but I probably did learn that in school and just kind of slacked off. <laughs> doing, <laughs> you know, they, I'm not going to say that they didn't try to um, i'm sure in the finance courses and again in business 101 they teach you the stuff that you're supposed to know uh, the key steps to building a career in this field um so that's something i've just had to constantly review i mean it's been four years since we graduated already so it's something that you have to constantly work at and understand to succeed in it that's fucking freaky to hear that we've already graduated four years ago. Yeah, it's terrifying. It makes me feel like, old. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's weird because we thought when we were in college, we were like, or even when right after we graduated, we were just like, fuck, man, we're so old. And then, like, the thing four <laughs> years later, we're still young. So, like, we're babies back then. And it's, like, kind of freaky to think that, like, you have your still, you have your whole life in front of you. Yeah, I know. I know. Even now, I feel kind of old and I'm 26 years old you know and, and that's I'm, not old at all <laughs> i know in the next 10 years i'm gonna look back and be like wow i was so young what was i thinking exactly what um one thing that uh we talked on before like me and you we've had private convos about it and like same with your brother and shit like that it's just like about like money investing and stuff like that so like what are some things that um you think that school like on a basic level should like be teaching you teaching people about money and teaching about investing i mean we all know why they don't but like like what are some things that you would have liked to learn in school versus like having to educate yourself on it or having like you know whether it be like someone at work put you onto it or even your brother or something like that um i mean just taxes and stocks you know it's investing your money and being careful with it and not blowing it the first chance you get it you know i've learned that the hard way you know you make money right out of college you you don't focus on saving it or putting it towards something that could potentially grow in the future um so i guess 
and then it kind of circles back to they probably did teach me that. I probably just wasn't paying attention. But um, <laughs> I guess like taxes. I mean, that, this was the first year that I really had to do this on my own and understand like where my money was being allocated um, and what boxes to check beforehand, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, so everything regarding that, I just wish they kind of touched on a little bit more. When uh, that whole, what was it, the GameStop thing that was going on? How- no, that was crazy. <laughs> we were talking to each other like five times a day. I know. We, out- yeah, it was like the it was like a war room before like draft night. Like every five minutes I was calling you with an update. You were calling me with an update. <laughs> and then I'm texting you and you're like, I'm going into a meeting. So if you need me, I'll have my phone on me. <laughs> like trying to figure out like when we should uh, buy more of it, when not. But like, um like have those like little things like the, you seeing you doing your taxes and seeing where your money goes. And then obviously like the potential to see how much money you could have made if you would have done the short squeeze properly or anything like mm-hmm. that. Has that given you like extra motivation to um, figure out a way to get retired earlier than you expect or any, or anything of that sort of just like about educating yourself personally um about finance and stuff and i only asked that because like i had this conversation with you and your brother but like i've had a lot of um i still do like have a lot of like business mentors or real estate mentors that teach me a lot about personal finance and teach me like hey man like you get a thousand dollars or you get an extra couple hundred dollars like put your money into this and Mm -hmm. and it's like things that i never even would think of or thought of or even heard about before and they're just like, well, this, this, and this. And like, the problem is, is they don't teach you this shit in school. So how the hell Mm -hmm. would you ever know? So like, obviously that little, like, obviously we didn't get it because of the whole shit that happened with Robin hood. Um, but you know, when you were adding up, like how much money you thought you were going to make, cause I know like how much I thought I was going to make, I was like, (laughs) holy fuck. Like from just from that experience alone, has that like changed your perspective and like outlook on how you look about like money and stuff like that? Well, I realized how quickly it fluctuates, and that's a little terrifying. I remember how high my anxiety was during that whole process, and I couldn't imagine doing that on a day-to-day basis. So I need to thoroughly research in you know some stocks that are worth investing in that will grow over time that will allow me to retire early and you know things that I don't have to touch and look at too often, but that will be there and then, you know, I mean, generational wealth is a real thing, too. And, you know, my family's, you know, you're middle class, you know, but I want to be someone who doesn't have to work past, you know, 50, 60. I don't even know. You know, I want to afford the nice things and I want to be able to do that by being smart with my money. Because now being in this role and living where I do, you know, I get paid, you know, pretty well and I get bonuses now and it's important to not blow it. You know, I want to properly you know, distribute my money where it's necessary to help me grow my money. Well, I mean, I'm going to correct you. You should just say, I will not, I would like to, or I want. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Um, I'm learning. No. Okay. So uh, another thing I wanted to touch on with you. So we were watching, um, well, we didn't watch it together, but I had you watch it because after I watched it it was social, do you remember social dilemma? So I haven't watched the entire thing. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, people told me that I would get a little scared. I'm already getting uh, anxiety from social media, so I try to avoid it for the most part. But How much, because uh, we had that conversation, I just want to hear uh, hear it, what you were telling me on the podcast, but um, how, 
social media is obviously a good tool. It's a great tool for like business networking. You have everyone, you can connect to anyone at your fingertips and stuff like that. But how much um, of it do you see like being negative in, you know, with people, their mental health and just like overall within like communication skills and stuff like that? Well, I mean, I've, like I'm I'm still pretty active on Instagram but like Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, I don't really like get into that stuff anymore. I just don't really care. Um the biggest thing for me is that like there's so much information out there that you don't really know what's true anymore and there's so much like altered uh like editing for Instagram and like everyone wants to be a model and things like that and uh, it's just kind of like too much. So like w- do you have anything else to offer? And I'm trying to you know, see past that. And I feel like I'm getting older in that sense and maturing because I want to focus on other things rather than how many people like my, my tweets or my pictures. I just don't really care in that sense anymore. Um, Uh But I definitely see it, you know, negatively affecting like the younger generation. That's for sure. You know, people rely so heavily on how they look and how people view them that they forget to focus on other things in their life. And the fact that life is all around us and not just on your phone screen um but yeah how do you obviously like you know it's easier said than done but like how do you in your opinion like not give a fuck what other people think you know i used to i've I've definitely fallen victim to that in the past you know i'm a girl you know you you care about what people think of you um I just realized that it, it doesn't really matter anymore. And like, I, I don't even care. You know, I, photography is one of my favorite things in this world. And I'll post a picture of the sunset and it'll get like 60 likes. Then I'll post a picture of me in like a tight top and it'll get like 500. So it just like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. You know, it's just so dumb. I don't even really care anymore, to be honest. It's, it doesn't really affect me. I don't, it doesn't affect my energy anymore. I have, How did you... I have, how did you how did you get to that point though like i know you say it and it's like you say oh it doesn't affect me it's easier to like just move on from being like oh okay it doesn't affect her anymore but like what did you do specifically to allow yourself not to be affected by it honestly i kind of circles back to me moving out here and being alone with myself and realizing that um, it just it just simply doesn't matter and that life is short and that I spent too much energy on it and rather than reading books and becoming knowledgeable in subjects and growing as a person and changing, you know, my ways. I mean, it doesn't I don't know. I just I, that, I guess that's what it took. What uh, what were like your biggest growth moments this year for? Um, you know, losing friends, uh, you realize who is a part of your life, who's not really a part of your life anymore, you know, who's only in it for the convenience of them. Uh, and you realize a lot about yourself and you have to choose not to, you know, blame yourself in that kind of situation, um, and realize that it was meant to be that way and they were never meant to be a part of your life. Um, other things too, like this job has really changed my outlook on, on my life because it's, it's pushed me to be focused on work and networking with people who matter and who probably don't even know what Instagram is, you know? So it's things like that. So give me the lowdown. What is like, what are, so like, what's your new lifestyle like being out in Cali? I wake up early every morning. I, you know, I, I try to work out when I can in the mornings and sometimes I like to sleep in, but you know, I start, <laughs> I start my, my day. Um, I go and see my customers. Uh, my day is usually done by two or three. Um, and then 
whatever is going on with my friends, whatever they want to do. Like there's a San Diego fair right now, or if someone wants to get up a happy hour, or if someone wants to go to the beach and walk around, if someone wants to hang out, or if I just want to go and check out the local boutiques and see what's new, or if I want to go and take pictures and feel creative that day. Um, but that's, that's kind of how my life is now. You obviously love it. So yeah. what, uh, what are, what are some new things? Like what, um, what are some things about California that people may not know unless they went and visited for themselves or lived out there? That there's more to it than like the Hollywood aspect of it. Obviously um, there's like fun caves you can explore. There's, you know, paddle boarding, there's yoga in the park. Uh, there's murals, there are murals everywhere and fun little, um, nicks and crannies that like you wouldn't expect. Like I've like literally stumbled upon so many things like unexpectedly and unintentionally. So it's just something you have to really kind of experience for yourself and be willing to explore. Do you plan on how you plan on staying in California for a while? Yeah. Um, well, so with my job, I, I moved out here and I plan on being in this position until, you know, hopefully I get another promotion someday that leads me elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I plan on being here for some time. I'm just forming relationships. And now that things are opening back up, you know, there will be concerts and you know events to go to, baseball games, things like that. So yeah, I see myself here for some time. Maybe not or- forever, though. Have you had the chance to explore Northern Cali yet? Well, my brother, so he lives in San Francisco, so I've been up there a little bit. But other than that, not yet. I, I plan to. You know, I want to go to Santa Barbara and all those places because there's it's a totally different vibe than Southern California. That's for sure. I've I've never been to Southern California, so I can't speak on it. But Northern Cal is is pretty sick. You yeah, have Northern to... California is just a little bit more low key. A little, yeah. I mean, the only few I, I mean, you, you're in Southern Cal. Megan was in Northern Cal, but that's how it was when, um, whenever I went to visit him. You got to make it to Napa. Is yeah, it's a yeah, that's country. the goal. Yeah, and he's probably gonna be listening to this. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't be talking about my place like that. Um, so, uh, has has your have you had your mom out to visit you yet? Has she been able to? Or no, not yet with like the pandemic and stuff like that. It's funny you mention it because I was with my boss today and we were working, having coffee. And he goes, oh, when's your mom coming out? And I was like, that's a very good question because I've been here for a year and a couple months now. So I texted her and she goes, you know, now that things are opening back up, I'll I'll, I'll try to make it out there this summer. So hopefully then um, my brother and my niece are coming down from San Francisco this weekend for Father's Day. So I'll get to see them for the first time in a year and a half uh so that'll be exciting um but other than that no i haven't had family visit me just yet Ooh, so i mean um oh hey, alex is out there now have you had I know. to see him oh yeah oh yeah we, we had ourselves a night with some friends <laughs> He's, <laughs> you know uh, alex being alex no i know i it was funny because i just had him on and it was good catching up with him and but it's i completely forgot that he left uh colorado because mm-hmm. it was I feel like that move was so like subtle for him it was like, like he like one moment was in Colorado the next moment he's in San Diego well the military is pretty big out here um I think he's at Camp Pendleton I want to say um but yeah I 
I remember him telling me, yeah, I'll be moving out there in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, no way. Because <laughs> I lived with him in South Carolina and an internship in school. And I know how he can be. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, That is hilarious. I forgot you guys lived in Hilton Head. Oh, I, yeah. remember, I remember Colin telling us all the stories <laughs> from living with you guys. Al- and- Alex was convinced he had narcolepsy for the entire summer because he would black out <laughs> on the way home every single day. <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck that's what i mean like i can't i haven't seen him in a minute i have i literally haven't seen him in so long so he's definitely a little bit more reserved now no of course yeah 100 percent. i mean the last time i saw him he was way more reserved than what he used to be but like when i had him on he was saying that he was uh a little out 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 i don't want to say out there but he was a little wild and crazy at mercy it's just because like he genuinely just wasn't a good time for him so it was like him him being like that was kind of like his way of like dealing with it in a way, which I mean, he said this all on the podcast, so it's not like I'm marrying out dirty laundry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so I mean, that everyone's college experience was totally different regardless of what they chose to show you on the weekends. You know, I mean, I, with it being such a party school, you assume that everyone wants to do that all the time, but that's not necessarily the case. And unless you're an extreme extrovert, a lot of people genuinely didn't enjoy that scene, but were kind of forced into it. No, true. Have you um have any of your have you any of your girls from back in Cleveland um thought about moving? Or are they pretty much like staying put? Um, well, my friend Emily is moving to Arizona because she asks me all the time, you know, what was it like and are you happy with your decision? And, you know, I'm making this move and I you know, have a lot of it to thank to you because you took the courage to do it. Uh, my friend Shauna, uh, she wants to move. She wants to move to either California or Charleston and you know, a lot of people, it's opened their eyes to like, okay, there is more than my hometown. <laughs> why do you think, obviously everyone has their own reasons, but like, why do you think so many people uh, either don't move or are, I don't want to say afraid, but like are so hesitant on like trying new things. And I know like one in this kind of, I don't know if two are the same. So this could be one A and then one B in terms of like questions and stuff. But um, me and you have had that conversation about how sometimes it kind of like freaks us out where it seems like everyone, I don't want to say everyone, but like majority of people are in that mindset of like, okay, I just graduated. Now I have a job Now I, I need to, you know, start a family, get a relationship. And like, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like it's like they're kind of living lives that their parents want them to live rather than just being themselves and doing their thing. Well, um, I'd say that it all comes down to being totally comfortable with your hometown. You know, a lot of people's families are there and it's hard for them to move away, especially if they're close. Um, But the reality is that it is kind of scary to move away. It is scary to be on your own. It is scary to go out and introduce yourself to new people when you're not in school anymore. It is scary. It genuinely is. Um, But you have to overlook that and think about, I almost just said ROI and like the business terms, but it's, you have to think about the benefits that it's going to give to you in the long run. Uh, you're going to, you know, expand your mind. You're going to be introduced to people you never would have met if you hadn't stepped on that plane or driven your car across the country. It's just something that a lot of people don't really have in them to do. And that's okay. That's totally okay. It's just um, something that I never saw myself doing. Did you know that San Diego and California was the right move for you just because you knew yourself or were you just like, I just want to be in warm weather and I want to be in sunshine. So California just makes sense. 
Um, honestly, everything just kind of aligned for me. Uh, again, I always wanted to come out to California. I had never been to San Diego and I've only heard good things. Um, but there was a position in Charleston that Moen wanted me to apply for. And I, I just felt like there was something else coming my way. So I didn't and I didn't go for it. And I gained some more experience in inside sales working at corporate. And then um, someone left my team and a position opened and it just kind of worked just worked out just like that yeah because uh my regional manager who initially hired me she's no longer here and it's kind of like it her purpose in my life was to bring me out and to this amazing place and now i'm yeah it's 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 awesome actually how it worked out talk a little bit about actually tell me about it you and shauna did that she came out to visit you because you were snapping me and sending me pictures of like all the different spots and stuff like that but how cool was that like little cross country well not cross country but like that west coast trip that you two took when she came to visit you because you guys went to vegas arizona mm-hmm. off so, the pacific coast like where did you guys go so i'd say that sean is a lot like me in the sense that we're always up for an adventure we're both pretty spontaneous and willing to sleep in our cars if that means we get to go see the sunset over the glamorous sand dunes you know it's something that we uh, we have that adventure in us um uh-huh. and so moen pays for my you know they they gave me a car when i got out here and they pay for the gas and they pay for everything involving the car so driving all over the place wasn't that big of a deal because we didn't have to pay for it um and we both love california to the max so we were like let's go for it and instagram you know kind of shows you all the cool places that are around so we drove to the sand dunes we watched uh the sunset and you know rolled down the sand hills and it was amazing to see and then we went to joshua tree and sat on top of my car and watched i mean there's no you know um light pollution there so you felt like you were in the middle of a snow globe snow globe surrounded by stars Um, And then from there, we went to Sedona, Arizona. We did a hike and um, forget what it's called. I think like the Devil's Bridge or something like that. And we got to go on that. And we were so excited about it. And then we went to the Grand Canyon. And then from there, we drove to see the, I think it's called the Seven Magic Mountains in Las Vegas. And we went to a couple of restaurants while there and then drove home in a matter of i think three days and it was worth every second is that the um are those the rainbow rocks the yeah. seven magic mm-hmm. what uh what was your favorite spot on the entire trip I, I would have to say joshua tree um i've never been there during the daytime a lot of people go there to hike but um that was like nothing i've ever experienced before i mean we sat on top of my car and it literally felt like the stars were just kind of dangling over our heads. And it was just, it was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Now, would you have any other big trips lined up? Um, So I just got back from visiting Cleveland for a wedding. Um, I have my Cabo trip for work. Um, What else do I have going on? My family wants to go to Hawaii in December. Um, I'm going to Hilton Head with Tim and his family in end of june or end of july um i have a friend coming out to visit me in august um and then i'm sure a couple other adventures will present themselves in between uh here in december so probably (laughs) i know i gotta figure out when i can get out this year (laughs) yeah just let me know yeah i know uh i was talking because al wants me to come out but um i gotta figure out oh that would be so fun 
I know, I know. I told him it would be, I would make sure that you were around and he was around so that we could all get like, you know, you got some of your friends, some of his friends. We just get a group of us and go out and see. What oh, absolutely! Be blessed. I mean, I gotta get the you know what situation situated first, which I'm not <laughs> bringing up on here. But <laughs> that is uh, that's com- that's getting that's that's actually getting closer and closer. I it's know. I was gonna say. I mean, it's already mid June. Time is flying by, and it's gonna be here before you know it. I know. I know. I was just talking to my mom about that today, and I was just like, "Holy fuck, we're only a couple months out." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Damn. Life so, comes hard. I know, I know, which, hey, we're not, never mind, I'm not going to beat around the bush, because then I'll give it away, and I'm not really trying to talk about it, so, <laughs> so, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say wrapping up here, but, um, you know, because we've been talking for just about an hour now, um, what are, so, I have a couple final questions for you, um, this was a little bit shorter of a podcast, but that's fine, because it's a little late at night, but, um, like, what would you say are, the three biggest things we'll start with this the three biggest things you had to learn um that the pandemic forced you to learn wow okay um i guess my first the first biggest thing was my priorities you know i i realized that health is really important um not only for me but for my family and I know I've, I know some people who have lost family members during this time. So I've tried to, you know, be healthy myself and make sure that my family is healthy around me. Um, focus on yourself. That's the second thing. I mean, it's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else wants you to do or what everyone else wants you to be. But being my true person is what's kind of like helped me be okay out here on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and three... Um, the pandemic taught me that I need to see way more of the world because I was stuck in my apartment, you know, pretty much for a year. And there are so many places I have yet to see. And being here in California, I mean, there's some cool places all over the place within driving distance, but there's a lot more out there. And what are the three biggest things that you've learned since picking up and moving across the country? Um, money management is important. Um, you should choose your friends wisely. Um, you know, quality is better than quantity as they say. And. Hmm. Make some good food. I've tried some really good food while I'm here and I'm learning to be good in the kitchen too. It's just kind of fun. It's like an art, honestly. <laughs> what, have you, were, were you not the cook at home type first? I mean, I kind of was, I guess. I mean, I was okay at cooking, but I never really dabbled too much into it. I mean, that and hospitality, I wasn't, that wasn't my concentration or anything. So, um, you know, looking up new recipes, Tim and I are always trying something new and there's a ton of new restaurants out here and I've tried some things that I probably wouldn't normally try. So that's been exciting. I've asked this question a couple times now and I've never gotten an answer yet. Um, so maybe you'll be the first what's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given oh wow i think about that for a second (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i guess i guess in if i were to pertain that to my current situation in life um 
Well, I'll say the best advice would be that I would regret not taking the chance, but the worst advice I would be that would be that I would, I don't know. I would miss it. I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. Yeah. Cause everyone I've asked, well, I don't want to say everyone cause I've asked like maybe like two or three people, but they all say that it's probably gone any one ear out the other. Cause they wouldn't have listened to it anyways. Yeah. I guess, I guess maybe that's why I can't pinpoint exactly some you know some bad advice because i probably just brush it off it's like you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah no mine mine be realistic i hate when people say that shit like i don't even know what that means um <laughs> yeah i mean especially but, in a world where you can make anything happen i mean those kind of people will forever be stuck in their ways literally um and then the last thing i i have for you which um I I mentioned that I was going to ask you prior to because I I hate leaving people on the spot with it. But if you could go back in time or not go back in time, I hate that I always say that. If you (laughs) could meet your younger self today, so like the oldest that you are is 18 years old and you Mm -hmm. could meet a youngest, a young, I can't even speak, a (laughs) young Alexis right now. What would you tell her about one, the ups and downs in life? And two, what would you tell her as a piece of advice to carry with her moving forward in life? Well, I think the first thing uh, would be, you know, when people show you their true colors, like believe them, you know, not everyone um, can come around and change. Not everyone can change. Well, Um, I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to build off that. mm -hmm. When you say, when people show you your true colors, believe them, how do you, um, how do you get to the point where you're just like, this is a how do you how do I want to say this? How do you get to the point where it's just like, okay, I know I need to move on? Well, I think because now some, I, I go ahead. Because I was gonna say, I feel like sometimes when you're in that, um, it, it you're kind of like you don't know what's right and you don't want know what's wrong. Like you don't want to act based solely out of your ego and just be like, go fuck yourself. Then again, you don't want to also disrespect yourself at the same time. So it's like for you at least, how do you know when it's time to move on? At this point in my life, I think I recognize red flags a little sooner than I used to. Uh, I think uh-huh. before I absolutely ignored them, even though in my in my core I felt that something was off. And my mom always raised me to be very present in every situation and to recognize people's mannerisms as, you know, especially in negative situations, um, and how they carry themselves and how they treat you when they're mad at you. Uh, and I think now I, I pick up on those kind of things a little sooner and I handle them differently. Uh, and, you know, rather than continuing on in the friendship or relationship, now it's kind of like, okay, maybe I can distance myself and focus on something different. Or maybe it's time to change my path in a certain direction or whatever the case may be. And, okay, so and to, to continue, I can't even speak. And to continue what you were saying, um, about the was that in regards to the ups and downs or was that just about a piece of advice that you give yourself caring for with you in life well I mean looking back at all you know the friends I've lost the relationships that I spent way too much time on um I wish I could give myself that time back so if I were to tell my younger self to focus on anything it would be to recognize those sooner so that you know you don't waste so much of your time on people who aren't meant to be in your life forever. And what is, I'm going to cut this out because I can't think right now. I'm going to cut this part out. And when I re-ask it to you, um, 
Okay, next and last and final thing. I know I asked you, I said it was going to be your last question, um, but what is one thing that you are trying to manifest for yourself? Well, I'm trying to build wealth as, I mean, I'm sure everyone is, but I, I really want to. I want to be able to live comfortably and afford myself the nice things that I've always dreamed of having. You know, someday I wish to have a, a nice house um, afford nice things for myself, plan nice trips and live comfortably doing so. Um, but also I just really hope to meet all the best people I can possibly meet and learn as much as I possibly can and enjoy every beautiful moment that this place has to offer me. And hopefully it'll lead me to new experiences down the road elsewhere. And (laughs) I have one more question. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) and where do you see yourself in five years? Well, if I'm still with Moen, um, I'd like to be a strategic account manager. They basically are, I think there's seven of them throughout the company and the country. Um, but they pretty much wine and dine their customers. They're responsible for re-signing major accounts. And from then on, it's just networking and uh, building relationships. And that's kind of my goal within the company as, as of now. Um, the youngest Sam uh, strategic account manager right now is 30 years old. So I think that's a good time frame for me to be a territory manager and a good time to be, uh, you know, when I, once, once I'm 30, hit a goal like that. that I could see you doing it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep too much of your time. I appreciate you doing this. We've been on, what well, you've been talking for like over an hour now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, was there anything that I didn't? Uh, touch on that you wanted to talk about no um but all i can say is keep doing this this was really awesome and i think uh you were always meant to do this kind of thing so keep at it honestly yeah i once i get um more mics and stuff like that i was saying that i want to definitely get to figure out a way to get some joint episodes in because i think that that, uh, having multiple people on at the same time would make it that much better and that much funnier yeah, it absolutely. Like sparks creative conversation and hilarious <laughs> conversation and so many opinions coming at you and that can get heated real quick, but it could be also hilarious at the same time. No, absolutely. And knowing our friends, it would turn into a giant row session. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially knowing your friends. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> funny <friends>. as fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you taking out the time to do this and uh, well, I'll definitely have you back on soon. So thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'll see you. Okay. Bye. Bye.